The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris, District 15, is joining us live this morning in studio. How are you this morning? Doing good, Scott. Thanks for having me on. It's been a while. So what all have you been up to? What's new? Well, you know, uh, as far as personal, you know, my son, uh, he, uh, Middle Tennessee Christian School, won the state championship in football. So, you know, it was his senior year. I was real excited. And uh, right now we're... uh, Actually, signing day was yesterday, uh, you know, going around some of the scholarship offers he got and play football. And I believe he's going to go to Swanee and and, uh, sign, and uh, sign with him. Uh, that's really so cool. So commit to him, actually not sign, but commit to him. And and uh, I was excited about that. I think it's a good program, not to mention uh, I think it's a good education, something that he'd be able to help him, you know, further in life. And when you talk about scholarships, that's even better. College has gotten so expensive. Oh, this place is ridiculous. I mean, I think it's close to 60000 a year. Wow. You know, and the thing I like about it is if he graduates, he automatically gets into um, school master's programs and all that stuff. So we'll see. Uh, Andy McCollum, who used to be the head football coach at MTSU, is uh, the head coach there. And I've known Andy, and Andy's a wonderful coach. And you know, and it's, you know, my son's 18, you know, <laughs> Time you know that, that says enough, you know, <laughs> and get, we're just hoping he'd go and play football, you know, for the structure and, and, you know, kid, and we'll kids see. get old fast, don't they? They get old, they get uh, smart and, and not smart in the right way, smart aleck <laughs> most likely. So, but he's a, he's a wonderful kid and both my kids, uh, all three of my kids are just, you know, I've been blessed. And, you know, deal with, of course, you know, dealing with work like you and everybody else, you know, with my company. But, you know, dealing with the commission, we have so much going on and and so many things that we're trying to deal with. And, you know, it's overwhelming at times, but, you know, I have a servant's heart and that's what I've, you know, was elected to do. You know, in, in talking about kids, for example, our kids, one thing that they're going to face, if, if they want to work and live in the Rutherford County area, they have to have a good income because the cost of housing has really gotten high here in Middle Tennessee, especially in Rutherford County. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't want to, you know, I'm just throwing a number out there, but I, I think the average price of a house has jumped up to like three hundred fifty thousand dollars. You know, and might be more than that, but you know, we're getting seven people a day. You know, growth is just unbelievable. You know, we're one of the top cities to live in, and and I think we went up nineteen percent. You know, and growth, and I mean that's just unbelievable. And you know, we're facing some serious problems uh, because of growth. You know, my son was saying to me, he, he's looking at moving here. He's currently in California, but will be out of the army in, in uh, I think about a year or so. But he's looking at jobs, looking at moving here, and then he was saying, you know, the cost of a house here, and he's got two kids compared to the cost of a house in in. Uh, savannah that region you know 30 minutes outside of savannah savannah the prices there are just as high as murphy's bro but 30 minutes outside of there you can get the same house that's built in murphy's bro for about i'd say a hundred thousand dollars less but yet the jobs pay the same out there 
Well, you know, what drives the prices up in Rutherford is Nashville. Nashville is just ridiculous in their prices. So you go 30 minutes down the road, you got Franklin. You know, the average their average house is a million dollars. A lot more expensive. Yeah, so you're looking at um, 30 minutes down the way. Then you go 30 minutes to the other way to Lebanon, and their prices are outrageous. And then right now, I, I personally predict that everything is going to move towards Manchester because uh, realtors have what's called a hot map, and dark, dark red is so hot, very expensive, you know, almost too expensive. Nashville's red, dark red, hot. Now, R- Rutherford is red. So, you know, you just got to keep moving more and more out to afford housing and and. You know, I here if if you want to afford to live here, unfortunately, it looks like your best bet's in an apartment. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, Franklin and then Lebanon. Well, those two counties, Williamson County and Wilson County, just like Rutherford County, have an issue they're up against, and that is they cannot implement an impact fee for new development, and that's something that has been pushed in Rutherford County as a means to help pay for growth. Yeah, and, you know, first of all, I don't believe that developers and builders had to pay the entire debt of what we're going through. They they need to do more, and I think they're willing to do more. And, you know, and the mayor is, uh, Mayor Carr, he's working hard. He's trying to, to get his impact fee through, and, you know, we're just facing a lot of challenges. You know, uh, what people don't understand is the county is a subdivision of the state which means all of our policies considered like the impact fee has to be carried through the House, through the representatives, and then passed through the Senate. That's pretty tough to do, you know, if our delegates are not on on board with us. And and uh, we're facing that right now. Because state law doesn't allow Rutherford County or Williamson or Wilson County to charge an impact fee. No, they do not. And, you know, but and then you look at our biggest city is Murfreesboro, Laverne, Eagleville, uh, Smyrna, they can charge impact fees anytime they want. And Murphy's Bro just implemented one that's yep. now in effect. Yes, for $1.50 a square foot. And that's all we're asking for. It's, you know, the mayor's asking for, hey, let's get us an opportunity to be able to do what they're doing. And we're getting a lot of blowback from the Home Builders Association and and uh, lobbyists, and, and, and he's facing a very uphill battle. But he is he's working hard, and, you know, me and the mayor, it's common knowledge we don't get along with each other. But I do respect Joe Carr, and I think uh, he's, he's trying what he can. And I'll support him on him trying to give us the same powers that the municipalities have. If it's $1.50 per square foot, if that's what's, you know, eventually – put into place in Rutherford County as an impact fee. Does that mean that that same fee would be charged to commercial businesses? Yeah, there's a bill right now going through uh, the state where they're willing, and I think the Home Builders Association has also put their pass on this, and it's $1.50 a square foot. For, wait, let me try to go back. Okay, we used to have an impact fee of $1,500 a house. That was the impact fee. And before um, that, it was 750 750 right? and then in two, that was in 1996, and then it went up to, to uh, 1500 Well, three years ago, I changed. I went and, and lobbied the representatives and got it changed from 1500 to a dollar square foot. 
All right, the average size of a house in, in Murfreesboro is 25, right at 2,400, 2,500 square feet. Well, that increased our revenues almost $3 million, um, you know, in that area. And uh, at the time, that's the best I could do. I had, I've ran into ever, they didn't, would not give me anything other than that. I asked the commission to adopt this and, and they agreed and we changed it to a dollar square foot. Well, I believe it's called school facilities tax. What uh, I've been trying to do is to do different than an impact fee is to raise that rate up to increase our revenues. We bring in right now, based on 2023, we brought in about $6.8 million at a dollar a square foot. If they give us 50, I mean, Scott, that's 3.4 million additional monies that would come in. We need to be at two, actually 250, but I mean, we, you know, I was really hoping we could get to two, but it's not looking like that. So we're going to have to find other avenues to raise revenues so that we do not have to raise property tax. Now, if an impact fee were put into place here in Rutherford County, if that were allowed or if state law eventually allows that, then in the city of Murfreesboro, folks, building would have to pay the Murfreesboro impact fee plus the county impact fee, right? Yes, that's correct. It seems like that could get cost prohibitive for some. Well, I mean, if you keep hammering home builders and developers, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to do two things. They're going to pass it on to us, you know, to the consumer, or they're just going to say, you know what, the heck with it. And then we, you know, we just don't build anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of people that don't want growth. And I'm a firm believer if you're standing still, you're losing ground. We're not going to stop growth. We have great schools. We have low crime. We have low taxes. I mean, we are an ideal place to move to. Like you said, the house prices has gotten so high, but it's not deterring. I mean, our inventory is low. So there's going to be more building that's fixing to happen and more houses. I know a lot of corporate builders want to come here. You know, I hate that for the local guys. I really do. But our impact fee, we have such a low impact fee and such low permits that they're going to jump on this. Because if you go down to Franklin and Williamson County, you're paying at least almost six, seven more more times than what we pay here. Here in Rutherford County, specifically in the Murfreesboro and Smyrna areas, that starter home today is more so a a townhouse. It's no longer a standalone home. At least that's what's more affordable. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's unfortunate, and I think that's why there's so many apartments being built, is because that's the best way for somebody you know who's not have a high income, or you know to to move in and to afford to live here. And for somebody building, I know you said it. You think the average size house is around twenty five hundred square feet or so now in Rutherford County. I, I And I know you'll remember this. When I was growing up as a kid, it seemed like everybody had the same size house in every neighborhood. It, it was all, you know, roughly 1,500 square foot. That That's what people grew up in. And then needs changed. People started working from home. Income started growing as Rutherford County grew. And that's when the home sizes also grew, probably around your, I don't know, 99 or so. That's when you really saw an increase in home sizes here in Rutherford County. Yeah, and you know, when wages went up, people started making a little bit more money. You know, we had, uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, a factor too that nobody knows about is when they built Blackman, it was probably, I think, $70 million to build Blackman. 
now we are the school board's proposing to us to build another high school at a hundred and forty million dollars for a school. Absolutely unbelievable. And you know things just keep going up, up. You know we're we're fixing to start grant, uh, breaking ground on an elementary school that costs sixty million dollars. So and that's ridiculous because we built one. I know we built one. Um, the last one we built, I think, was like somewhere thirty-five or forty. Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris in studio with us this morning. And uh, going back to that twenty-five hundred square foot home, uh, about the average size. And, and the other reason for that, I would guess, is because. The cost of land is so high today that builders building in neighborhoods, they can't afford to build something any smaller than that because they need to make enough revenue to pay for not only the lot, but the construction of the home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, land is ridiculous. That's another problem we face is, okay, you want to put a school up? Well, you got to find somewhere to put it. And that land is costing us so much money and these developers come in and they have to charge forty, fifty thousand dollars a lot, you know, and, and then you gotta build a house. So well, generally the lot's about anywhere between fifteen and twenty five percent. So you gotta build a two hundred and fifty, three hundred thousand dollar house. And uh the prices are just ridiculous. But we are dependent on builders. I mean, you know, a lot everybody, you know, talks about builders and developers. You know, there's painters and drywallers and and people that work at Home Depot, there's people that sell cabinets. There is a ton of people that make their living in Rutherford County off building houses. So stopping growth would be detrimental to this county. If if an impact fee were charged by the county, this impact fee would go to pay for things like what? New schools? Uh, it'd go to pay for schools, capital projects, debt that we've already incurred. I think the schools... I got a report from the school board where they go in the next five years going to need almost three quarters of a billion dollars. And we already got like $400 million uh, on uh, debt right now. So that's just absolutely unattainable. We had a town hall, Scott, and all the delegates were there. And I told them, they like, what do you need? What do you need? And I was like, here's the number we need. We need $30 million. $30 million to cover what we got to do in the next two years. So that's that was my challenge to them, and we're trying to get it. But they're offering the best rate they're doing right now that I think's got a lot of traction is they're offering a dollar fifty a square foot. They're saying, you know, like the they told the mayor, you know, your proposal doesn't have guardrails. I think last night uh, I'm on budget. We approved for him to have a study to show exactly how you know, we could put this money, how much we can raise, you know, what, and that's kind of like a guardrail. So we're actually trying to show them that, but from what I understand, and, and me and the mayor disagree on this is, um, I think the dollar 50 is, is probably the most viable option that, that they're offering. I mean, it's such, there's so many moving parts. I mean, you know, you think about it, you got to have a hundred representatives vote on it. Then you got to have 33 senators vote on it. And then you got to have a governor sign it. So there's just so much, you know, that these small counties really, you know, stop us. You know, we're a fast-growing county. But here's another thing, too, is people don't understand. We, I don't know if you know or, or the listeners, we have a triple-A uh, rating, which means we're very financial stable. Only four counties have that, and we're one of them, and we're a very fast-growing county. And that shows you just how we are with the money when people raise taxes with well, you got fluff or, or you, you're wasting and all this stuff. And, and that shows that we don't do that. And what it also does is it allows us to borrow money 
at a low interest rate, which is worth millions of dollars. So if we didn't have that, for instance, just to give a, a just a small example, say we didn't have it and we borrowed money at 5%, that would be unbelievable amount of money on $300 million. And well, we can get it with that debt, with a AAA rating, we can get it at 2 to 3%. I'm, not, I'm just saying two or three points less. I'm not saying we can get it at three or – but we'd be able to get it almost two to three points lower, which is millions. When interest rates are up for mortgage lenders, two months ago they were at around 7.58%. Now they're back down, I think, to around 65 or so and going hopefully lower. I think people kind of got overly excited and used to those rates that were at 2.75 and up to 3.75 at one point. But that wasn't realistic for it to be sustainable. With mortgage rates, whenever they're up, that means the bond rate is also up. Yes. And then the thing about interest rates is, yes, you're right, Scott. We have been lucky and blessed at 2 and 3% for a while. And when it's that low for mortgages, that means the bond lending rate is closer to 1%. Yes, and people are not making money, and and that's that's a, a big deal too. But it got up to seven or eight percent, like you said. And I'm in this business. My company, of course, we make our money on uh, home builders, and our first three quarters were were okay. We did good, but our fourth quarter we lost almost twenty nine percent. So did you see a drop in construction? Oh yes, a huge drop. You know, I lost almost. You know, we we're down twenty nine percent. And that was major, you know, but I do a lot of corporate builders and and a lot of people just stop building and starting to see it get back up, you know, but most most builders are waiting for it to get to 5% and then it'll explode again. But I think right now it's six, maybe six or seven. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I guess one of my concerns with the impact fee is whenever that home lending rate is around six to 7%, Will folks say, I don't want to build a home, I'm going to wait this out because of an impact fee that potentially could be charged at a $1.50 per square foot? The thing about builders is they're going to pass that on. I mean, so if you're going to charge them another two, $3,000, they're going to pass that on. The buyer's going yeah, to have to pay for it. and the buyers it. will have to pay for it. So, you know, tax the builder, tax the home builder, tax the developer, it comes back. And so if you're paying that additional, let's say 3,000 square foot home, you're paying an additional, what, $4,000, $4,500 to build that home. Yeah. So when you build it, and then you tack onto that, well, you now have an interest rate on your home loan of, let's say, 7%, if that's where interest rates currently are, it gets very expensive. I mean, you have to look at the overall cost you're paying per month. You have to look at the cost you're putting down. It gets expensive. Yeah, but, you, you know, you got to look at it also is, you know, if we have top schools like we do, if we have low crime, low taxes, people want to move here, which is going to drive the price of a house up. So, therefore, your investment goes up as well. you got to look at it both ways. You know, like, for instance, you know, my house is my, – the value of my house has went way up since 2017. And I know most houses have. Obviously, I if don't they're know 350, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's an investment always. You know, a house is a big investment, probably your biggest. And if we continue to have a very growing county, which we do, and we have all these good things, yeah, your price are going to go up. And you're going to make more money on your house. Has the city of Murfreesboro, or maybe even Smyrna, have they talked to Rutherford County officials about the idea 
of being a metropolitan area, uh, becoming a metro as opposed to, you know, individual cities? Uh no, I've I have not heard that conversation. I mean, uh, uh, Shane McFarland, who's city mayor, you know, maybe he has had he has not come to me with that, so I can't really comment on that. But what you're saying is just the whole county be just a municipal. Yeah. I don't think that's viable or possible because the constitution for a county is saying a county, not a municipality. The law says a county is responsible for waste management schools, uh, sheriff's department, you have to provide that. And that's the Constitution. I would doubt that you'd be able to do that. When you look at the overall landscape of the county and then the cities within our county, you start to see some duplicate services. And right now, in fact, in Smyrna, there's a vote that will soon take place. And and early voting starts on the 14th of this month. But there's a vote that will take place about criminal court in Smyrna. And, And they currently have a criminal court and the vote will eliminate that if it does pass to eliminate criminal courts in Smyrna. Yeah. And the thing I don't, you know, I, I wasn't around when they uh, did this by law, the County has to provide courts. So that cost is going to get passed on to us and going to get passed on to the taxpayer. So, um, they did that to get additional revenues, I believe. And Brian Hercules, forgive me if I'm wrong, because I could be. They're fighting that. There's some there's some people really fighting that. But, uh, I mean, wouldn't you think that the taxpayers of Smyrna is going to say, you know what, the heck with this? And then that's going to come back on us. So, And then you're going to have to have a judge. You're going to have to have uh, all this court costs. All this administration, all that stuff's going to come back on us. Yeah, and right now, for example, in the city of Murfreesboro and in Smyrna as well, you've got you know the traffic court. You've got the court where you pay these regular, let's say, Smyrna speeding tickets or Murfreesboro speeding tickets. Now, that's going to remain the same in Smyrna, but I can see where that duplicate service of having a criminal court in Smyrna doesn't necessarily make sense and cost Smyrna residents, I would think, extra money if it's not making extra money. And And... I think that's the big argument. You know, I think that's the argument with the mayor and the the city manager who, you know, I respect Mary Esther so much and and respect Brian Hercules so much. And I mean, this is not something they just jumped into, Scott. They have put a lot of thought in this. And um, but then you got to look at the people, you know, the county clerk who's been there. You know, you're talking about a judge, you know, that's just been elected uh, in there. So there's a fight. It's a fight. Now, I believe what you're saying about duplication of services is a huge problem. And it's not just a court. You know, you're looking at fire departments. You know, you're looking at police. You know, I I don't see why we don't have more cooperation with each other. And and we do have cooperation with the city, but we have boundaries, you know. And and there's some of the city's uh, lines are touching, you know, out there in the county. And we just spent, I don't know. $8 $8 million a piece for these uh, public safety buildings. So we're growing and we have to have a fire department, you know, so, and it would help us better if we all work together. Well, and my point in saying that about Smyrna is that what if all the cities within Rutherford County start kind of folding over and eliminating some of the services that are duplicate and handing them back to Rutherford County? Is that going to be a, a bigger burden or will it work 
to the favor of Rutherford County and help save money? How, how will that, what, what will it turn out? Well, here's the situation on that. Number one is this county has a lot of rural areas and it's really big. And so they can't handle that. So that means we have to. You know, so you're not going to be able to see that. I know what you're saying, but they can just go so far because everything is about response time. And we're out in this county, so we have to provide that. And I'm telling you, the county, is, there's a lot of rural areas. People forget about these. And now what I don't see, as far as what your point is, is schools. I don't think we need to have two school system. That's me. Now, there's going to be people going a year out of your mind. I believe we should all have one school system and uh, not have that duplication, you know. And, and you know, I don't think people understand this neither, is that when we borrow money for a school, like an elementary school mostly, we had to give the city 15% of that loan, you know, because they provide the kids. And, you know, that's that could be a really big number. But, I, I mean, Murfreesboro, I mean, Shane – they pay a lot of money for their schools, and they got a good school system. I mean, Mercerville's got a really good system, and but yeah, I see where you're talking about on duplication. But man, you just got to understand this county is more than just the inner city. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris, and uh, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk more. Uh, about revenue and having enough money to operate Rutherford County and more. Right now that time, 844. Stay with us. We do have more news and information coming up in just a second. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come shop with my family at 919 Northwest Broad Street here in Murfreesboro. 94% of pet owners say their pet makes them smile daily. Return the favor and come find the things that make your pet smile here at Animal City. If you like pictures of adorable pets like we do, we invite you to check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Animal City. Please come see us at Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the new menu items that we have added is our Salmon Imperial. Our Salmon Imperial is a fresh cut piece of salmon with shrimp and a crab meat blend. And then we've put our Alfredo sauce on top of it. It's great for a low carb diet that you can get with spinach, but also it just has an amazing flavor with a mixture of all those flavors between the shrimp, Alfredo, and then our salmon. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week. Scattered showers and thunderstorms here early this afternoon. Otherwise, cloudy skies, a high in the mid-60s. Tonight, chance for rain and storms, cloudy alone near 58. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 56. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. You're all set with your Medicare prescriptions, Mrs. Brown. This is not just low-cost copays at Walgreens. I can actually help you set up 90-day refills if you want. This is having a partner you can trust. Get low-cost copays, 
90-day refills and delivery from your neighborhood Walgreens. This is being independent together. Walgreens. Restrictions apply. For details, see walgreens.com slash pharmacy. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. The Queen Sleep Number C2 Smart Bed is now only $9.90. Plus, free home delivery when you add any base. Ends Monday. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Again with us this morning, Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris of District 15 in the county. And we were talking about taxes, the cost of Murfreesboro, the cost of Rutherford County, and, and how expensive things have gotten now there's about to be a new school built on a portion of the old Beatty farm property and the county schools i think paid around 80 grand per acre and the cost of that school right at 60 million dollars to build yep it is and uh, we uh the county commission has already approved that we've also issued a bond for that but um you know one of the things too is um the schools are working with us i mean you know we had uh they took $30 million out of their in, uh, fund, in funding balance, and then we borrowed. Instead of borrowing $60 million, we borrowed $25 million. So that saves us a lot, a lot of money, too. And, and, you know, we're trying to work together, but, you know, when you're getting 1,200 kids in a year, I mean, what do you do with them, Scott? I mean, you want to have a, a mobile home subdivision of portables which is you know not safe and we've had to do that yes and i mean and we're looking at that again i mean we, you know we keep doing these rezones and you know there's just so much we can do and most recently new additions started construction at riverdale at uh, smyrna and i believe oakland as oakland, well yep and, and then we're getting ready to do laverne yeah so you know you know they're asking us you know for over 400 million dollars for this upcoming budget and you know it's just it's you know it's to me it's just almost unattainable. But then you know their argument, which I uh, I see their argument is well, okay. What do we do? Where do I put these kids? You know they keep coming and keep coming, and you know the maximum of a school is probably around twenty five hundred school students a school. Well, if you're getting twelve hundred in, and then you got you know that's two years, you already got a full school. Now, when you're in politics, there's certain issues that are subjects that people don't like to tackle. But one of those that has been talked about a lot comes in the form of a recent letter from the Department of Homeland Security saying undocumented immigrants who have come across the border in Mexico are coming to your city. And, and the, the memo that was sent out to different cities in our area, it specifically said these what they called non-citizens that was their wordage from the department of homeland security the, the three cities that they said these immigrants are coming to were specifically murfreesboro franklin and nashville yes and you know when you have um when you have people that come in and they can go to our schools well we had to hire people that can communicate with them so we're having to hire more teachers who are by by you know speak two languages and that's a, a price that comes too and then some of them uh you know of course 
we help with uh, free lunch, and that's that's a big expense that we have. Um, you know, it's it's that's a very controversial subject. I mean, that's that's something that is uh, that we're going to have to really pay attention to because if we don't do something about the border, everybody goes, "Oh, it's Texas. Oh, it's Arizona." You know, California. Well, that affects us as well. You know, I mean, it comes all the way to Tennessee. And if we don't close that border, you don't think it ain't going to get to us? Well, it, it was interesting to me how, and there were 600, right at 600, who were headed to Middle Tennessee. And, and it was interesting to me that the Department of Homeland Security, their Border Patrol, they asked these immigrants, where do you want to go? Where are you headed? They knew about Murfreesboro. They said Murfreesboro. You have folks from Guatemala who crossed the border in Mexico. They said we're headed to Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. It's um, there's work here. You know that's one of the reasons is is work. You know you have. I don't know how to. You know that's a good question, Scott. Do you think they say uh, school system there is good? Or I mean, I, I don't know that. Is I don't know, but I know um, a works, lot probably works have the family. biggest reason. Works here, the biggest reason. Uh, you know what they get paid in construction compared to Texas. We pay a lot more. And you know, I'm sure a lot of them have family already here, which is probably one reason why they said we're we're headed to Murfreesboro or we're headed to Franklin. They had family already in the area. But when they get here, let's say they work in construction and one gets hurt on the job, they most likely don't have insurance to cover that injury. So they go to our local hospital and they ride to the hospital in one of the Rutherford County EMS ambulances. Well, somebody has to pay for that ride if they're not able to pay for it. And that comes back to the taxpayers, just like the school system. If they're not paying all the same taxes that local residents are paying, Somebody has to cover those bills. Yeah, and it's it's called milking the system. So let me explain to you on construction about somebody getting hurt. When you are a company like mine and you hire subcontractors, they need to have workman's comp and liability insurance. All right? Well, what happens a lot of times, these guys don't work just for me. They work for uh, various other companies. And then when someone gets hurt, even though that person wasn't working for me, the guy he's working for don't have insurance. The guy that guy working for don't have insurance. And the lawyers keep going up the line until they find someone like me who does have insurance. And then I get sued. And if I didn't have insurance, the builder would get sued. So, you know, that happens all the time. And it's it's very frustrating. But, you know, people hire cheap labor. You know, they hire these, you know, undo, you know undocumented as well as uninsured. And that's a cost too, because if you know if I'm paying high prices on insurance, what do you think? I got to raise my prices, right? And it's just it's a trickle. I mean, I don't say trickle; it's an uptick. Uptick, and um, a lot of people just uh, when it's it's called milking the system. You know, you're 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 taking, but you also got to look at the fact people are going to say, well, they come here and they buy groceries and you know then they pay sales tax you gotta ask yourself is that offset our schools you know having to hire new people you know and and i'm all for you know i want people to 
come and make a living, but you need to do it the right way. Well, you know, and one of the many flaws in what the DHS calls non-citizens coming here to work is that you also have what you brought up, that cost of insurance. And the cost of insurance has gone up greatly even for homeowners, you know, if you have a home that's now all of a sudden valued at six, seven hundred thousand dollars, when before it was three hundred fifty thousand dollars, you're paying in addition to higher property taxes a much higher rate for insurance too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, everything's gone up, and your insurance goes up whenever an illegal immigrant gets hurt on the job, and their employer doesn't have insurance, and like you said, goes up the chain. So it does get expensive to everybody. Well, it's like an emergency room. I mean, the emergency room has to take you. They cannot not take you, you know. So hospitals had that cost is passed on to me and you. You know, I'm 57 years old. I have a wife, two kids I pay insurance for. I pay close to $1,200 a month. I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, I, and then I that's, do too. <laughs> that's with a high deductible. And then most of the time, it don't pay nothing anyway. So, I mean, not only am I paying $1,200 a month, I'm also, you know, it, it helps on doctor doctor visits. But my son just had a, he, he had broke his nose and they went in, his sinuses real bit bad, went and fixed it. And I had to pay $5,000, you know, and I'm just like, great. <laughs> I mean, it's and pay $1,200, which they didn't pay anything on. It's getting very expensive. Now, are there other routes where Rutherford County can raise revenue? Are there other things that Rutherford County can do? We only have like four minutes left, but is there anything you can kind of name off? Well, when I you know spoke to the town hall, I gave them examples. And here's some of the examples I give is, you know, is every time there's a real estate sale, you know, there's a fee or a, uh, a fee that we can charge, for instance, 1%. You know, that's one of the things we looked at. Uh, giving us more money on the sales tax. So, wait, but like a fee, a house sale fee, like yeah, Rutherford any, County yeah, charges. Yeah, anything. You know, you sell, you sell a house and then you get 1% of that. And that can generate some money. You know, not a whole, everybody thinks, oh my, it can generate money, but not a whole lot of money. We got to get to $30 million. How do we get there? You know, if, if the state is going to give us $1.50 a square foot, okay, we're still way short. So sales tax, if we if they gave us a little bit more percentage of sales tax, that would be huge. That's one avenue. Another is lottery money. You know, uh, if and if you won't give us lottery money, then let, then let us borrow money, interest fee. That would save us a tremendous amount of money. Uh, gambling money, uh, some of that. But um, the mayor, the governor, I don't know. He came out with a state of state on Monday, and he said. Hey, we got to pay 1.6 billion in franchise fees that we got. They got sued on. We ain't giving no money out. So if they ain't giving no money out, what do we do? Well, in California, they implemented a new tax. I believe they call it the mansion tax. So every home over X amount of square feet receives an additional tax that has to be paid whenever that house is sold. You know, it's kind of like for years there's been a gas guzzler fee or a gas guzzler tax. And uh, there was, I think before that, there's a luxury auto tax for any car over maybe a hundred thousand too. But that being said, those ideas, would those work on the sale of a house? If you said every house over 4,500 square foot square feet, they would pay an additional fee to the County of, of X amount of dollars when sold. 
I mean, I wouldn't be for that at all. I mean, no, I would not be for that. Uh, so what you're talking about is a blanket fee that would be charged on every home in general. Yes. A percentage, basically. Yeah, on real estate, yes, it would, it would be that. But it's it's the last time they tried to do it, I think they said it was unconstitutional. So that's a big reach. It's a big reach. But, um, you know, we have got to figure a way to raise revenue. We cannot just keep burden and burden our tax, you know, our citizens in raising property taxes. You know, there's also uh, a mineral severance tax that's going through the house right now that we have currently, but we don't, we don't, uh, I don't want to say police, but we definitely don't look at it enough. And that's coming, you know, that might help a little bit, not much, you know, but it's just, it's just an avenue. Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Commissioner Craig Harris of District 15. And uh, thank you for joining us. And if anybody has maybe questions for you or ideas, is there an email address? Sure. You can email me at cctinc at comcast.net. And real quick before we go, I wanted to say something. Uh, I am known for opioid and and trying to bring awareness and, and uh, recovery here in uh Rutherford County, and I just want to say in 2021, we had 137 deaths. And in 2022 and in 2023, we had 113 deaths. And now, I'm sorry, 2022 we had 115 deaths, 2023 we had 112. So we've almost had a 17% drop since uh, uh, 2021. And uh, we're going in the right direction. And we've also, the county's given over $800,000 to organizations here that combat opioid abuse. That's amazing. So positive news there, a decline in the number of, of overdose deaths for opioid, opioid-related opioid deaths. Yep, two years in a row, you know, and it's just, we're, we're going there, Scott. We have a long ways to go, but we are going in the right direction. Again, Commissioner Craig Harris with us this morning. Thank you for joining us.